Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. Another hour live with you, and I do enjoy it. You may be listening to this after the fact. So we're on the podcast. You can just do a quick search for Overnight America. And tomorrow is Rush Limbaugh's birthday. He turned 70 years old. Last year was a big year for Rush. And I go back and to look at some of the dates, and I didn't realize that he first started to realize Something was wrong on his birthday. It was January 12th of 2020. He started experiencing shortness of breath. He was diagnosed with advanced lung cancer on January 20th of last year. He announced his diagnosis in early February, just a couple of weeks later, and continued through the summer and year to receive treatments in just every once in a while would give an update. But for the most part, you would hear guest hosts um, for weeks at a time, you know, because Rush would be getting uh, treatment and trying to get better. Uh, in October, he announced that there were different attempts uh, to treat the cancer, but no longer was he looking at this as something that he was going to be able to beat. He admitted and came out and said it was a death sentence. We know Rush Limbaugh uh, continues to fight, and I'm glad that he's fighting, and he should. And tomorrow he turns 70 years old on January 12th. Rush Limbaugh is the most listened to radio personality in the country, has been that way for a long time with millions of listeners. He is someone that's looked at as revitalizing talk radio and the AM band. And he is someone that I think a lot of people know has a connection to KMOX. Rush Limbaugh is uh, born in 1951. And back then, if you think about it, when he's starting to get into his influ uh, influential years and listening to the radio and really starting to really start to pay attention to it as something that he finds uh, an opportunity for him as a career. Now, keep in mind, I believe his dad was a radio station operator at the time, but still in Cape Girardeau, very easy to listen to KMOX back in the 60s. And he started radio as active years back in 1967. So before he was 18 years old and think about all the great opportunities he had to listen to KMOX when it turned to talk radio in 1960 for many years, he would listen to Cardinal baseball and he's a sports fan. And 
still has a lot of great connections here to Missouri. And I wanted to go back and try to just do a quick, quick, uh, you know, happy birthday tip of the cap to Rush Limbaugh based on all of the connections he has to KMOX. And I thought, what better to do that than to replay two things? Back in October of 1995, Jack Buck was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. One of the great icons in broadcasting, one of the greatest sports broadcasters in the history of sports broadcasting. He was just great at everything he did. And known, of course, here as the legend of KMOX. If you were to come up with a list of the greatest personalities in KMOX history, easily Jack Buck is number one. I don't think it gets any bigger than that. And the day after the Radio Hall of Fame ceremonies, Rush Limbaugh, on his Monday morning program, spent just a couple of minutes talking about what Jack Buck meant to him because he knew that everyone listening to him wouldn't exactly know Jack Buck. They may kind of know him, but they didn't realize the influential nature that Jack had on Rush Limbaugh. So what I'm going to do to wish Rush a happy birthday, a 70th birthday, is to play both of those Hall of Fame speeches. We'll play the Jack Buck Hall of Fame speech, followed by Rush Limbaugh's reaction on his show the next Monday morning. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mike Rorty and Harry Carey, two of my very best friends. And good evening. I have been given 90 seconds to tell you how proud I am to accept this award and this honor. I can't even think of the names of my kids in 90 seconds. <laughs> but I do accept this honor on behalf of Bob Hyland, Sam Diggs, Dick Brescia, Frank Miller, Rod Zimmerman, Bob Kipperman, Frank Murphy, Anheuser-Busch, KMOX Radio, the Cardinals, CBS, my family, and everyone who heard me speak on the radio. I'm grateful for the bat of Stan Musial, the arm of Bob Gibson, the legs of Lou Brock, and the glove of Ozzie Smith. Turn the radio on. You'll hear a friend. You will enjoy. You will learn. You will imagine. You will improve. Turn the radio on at home, in your car, in prison, on the beach, in a nursing home, you will not be alone, you will not be lonely. Newspapers fold, magazines come and go, television self-destructs. Radio remains the trusted common denominator in this nation. Many of my friends have made the trip from St. Louis to be here and from New York, and I appreciate their travel. My wife, Carol, and seven of my eight kids are here. Beverly, Jack, Chris, Bonnie, Dan, Betsy, Julie, all but Joe, who announced the 49ers game today. I am proud of them, and I know they are proud of me. There is one aspect of our profession that I am not proud of, and that is dirty radio. I wish that the owners, the general managers, and the no-talent announcers who swim in the field of dirty radio would go away.
we don't want you, we don't want you, we certainly don't need you. And I ask advertisers, please, not to sponsor Dirty Radio and Mr. and Mrs. America, please don't listen. After 47 years of broadcasting, I wish I were just beginning. Thank you. That was Jack Buck's acceptance speech into the Radio Hall of Fame, October 29, 1995. That was on a Sunday. And the next day, Rush Limbaugh returned to his nationally syndicated show to not only talk about the event, but express his feelings towards one of the living legends that he idolized. By the way, I, before we go back to the phones, I want to say one other thing about the Radio Hall of Fame. I've been debating whether or not I should say this because if you single out one person, it might sound as though you are diminishing others, and I really don't intend that. Um, I have not been privileged to know all of those who were inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame last night, but I did know, do know one of them, uh, aside from Ed, and that's Jack Buck. And I'll tell you, folks, uh, he's, he was, uh, aside from Ed and me, he was the class of the night at the Radio Hall of Fame. And I don't mean that as a put down to anybody else. It's just Jack Buck is uh, <clears throat> a walking icon. He is, he is a man, when he got up there, like Paul Harvey, the room came to a dead halt, dead stop. Everybody wanted to hear what he had to say. Uh, he's a man I grew up with, uh, in a way. I mean, he was St. Louis Cardinals play-by-play announcer with Harry Carey, and I grew up listening to him on KMOX. And throughout my radio career, KMOX was always a radio station I wanted to work at. There were two of them, two radio stations that, that I just, my career would have been made if I would have ever gotten a job at either one of them, and KMOX was one. And Jack Buck is just the consummate professional. He is, there's no better Toastmaster in America. There's no better MC in America. There's, you have to look far and, and wide to find a better sports play-by-play. Wit, charm, a dry sense of humor, large family. <clears throat> I think he's got eight or nine kids. In fact, like he, gave, he was given 90 seconds last night to uh, deliver his acceptance remarks, and he said, heck, in 90 seconds, I can't even remember all my kids' names. But then, of course, later he did. Um, but it was it was a thrill, and it's it's been a thrill to get to know him. We um, uh, started the show a couple years ago on KMOX, and one of the highlights has been able to actually sit in the St. Louis Cardinals radio booth uh, for an inning with uh, Jack Buck at Bush Stadium. And he's a guy you wonder how come it took so long for him to get in. But doesn't matter. He's he's he is in and is genuinely one of the true class individuals in all of America, not just in radio, but it's because of people like Jack Buck that radio enjoys the reputation it does. He's just, you, I, I don't, I don't want to go too far here because there, there, it's impossible to say too many positive things about him as an individual and as a, as a talented radio person um, and as a family man. And he's, uh, <clears throat> he just brought the house down last night with his remarks. Uh, and he was, uh, he along with Ed, I'd have to say, were the class of the night. And uh, Harry Carey inducted him. And a guy from, uh, a friend of theirs from Anheuser-Busch, that was a hoot. That <laughs> was fun. It just is, you don't meet too many people like that. And uh, then to be able to call him your friend, that's just a thrill. It's a, it's a blessing. 
Back to the phones. Matt in Buffalo, New York. Hello. Welcome to the EIB. Very nice comments from that show on Rush Limbaugh back in 95. One thing you don't notice Rush Limbaugh doing often is mentioning individual radio stations ever. Do you ever? I, I'm, there's people I'm sure listening right now that have listened to Rush for many years. It is very rare that he actually mentions individual radio stations. And for him to bring that up about KMOX, it goes to show you, it's still very near to him and influential to him with this being really the birthplace, the original talk radio format birthplace with Robert Hyland launching it back on February 29th, 1960. It goes to show you the far reach and influence of this radio station and one of the most influential radio stations of all time, hands down, easy. So happy birthday to Rush Limbaugh turning 70 years old in all of us here, at least in St. Louis. I'm hoping or wishing for his health as he continues to fight that advanced lung cancer. We, uh, we, we hope for the best there. When we come back, a couple of notes about COVID, the vaccine. Apparently, you can get pre-registered for it. A few notes from Dr. Sam Page regarding what could be coming up. And I saw this one story on KMOV, doctors warning about post-COVID syndrome. And I saw this with the Moderna vaccine. I didn't realize this, but do you know how long the vaccine lasts? Uh, kind of interesting. We'll get to that, too. On Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. And welcome back. It's Overnight America. And I am going to open things up here for a moment because I wanted to bring you an update on what's going on in the fight of COVID. And you can get pre-registered to receive the vaccine. I brought this up last week. I asked, it, has anyone actually received the vaccine yet? And how you've been holding up? I'm just kind of curious. Um, you got it? Have you got a second dose? Probably not yet, but are you scheduled to do it? And just in general, did you feel fine? Was it just like getting a flu shot? Because I saw this online, Moderna, they say that the COVID vaccine is good for one year. So congratulations. We're going to have to bundle this in with a yearly dose, it sounds like, just like you would the flu shot. So if you go to KMOX.com, you can now take your first step on the way to getting a vaccine in St. Louis County. I, I still think that where we sat before is exactly where you probably sit today. If you had a hesitation and you didn't want to be in the first wave, you probably still don't want to be in the first wave. If you are wanting to get it, you probably look at this as something that is beneficial. The County Department of Health has a pre-registration process set up for individuals and organizations interested in getting vaccinated. STLCorona.com is the website. You think with a name like that, it makes it sound like you're you're like celebrating Corona. Like, oh, let's go to the Corona Festival, the STL Corona Fest. Uh, you must pre-register with the Department of Health. They have it right on there and you can get it done. Uh, anyone can pre-register. Uh, you're asked to fill out a form. Let's see, health, personal contact information, things like that. And then they'll follow state tiers. So depending on the priority, they'll put you in whatever phase that they think you belong in. And then they'll give you a call and say, your number is up. Why don't you come on down and get yourself a COVID shot? 314-436-7900. Uh, have you signed up for this already or are you on a waiting list? What's your procedure? When are you going to get it? Are you still someone that wants to stay away from it? Are you just a little hesitant? There's a wide variety of thoughts on this and so many different people are coming at it in a different way. Are you going to take advantage of this? I'm just wanting to know where you're at, if this is going to be helpful or not. 
436-7900. So here's Sam Page in the county regarding the rollout of the vaccine. Yesterday, the Department of Health received a shipment of 975 of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. St. Louis County Health Department will begin vaccinating its clinical employees on Friday and other patient-facing healthcare workers in St. Louis County not connected to a hospital provider on Monday. Can I just say, Sam Page has zero charisma. (laughs) You know what he sounds like? Have you ever called a business and they have one of those automated voice message things? Welcome to Business ABC. Please listen to the options before you make a decision. If you're trying to reach personnel, press one. If you, that's what he sounds like. He's reading one of those messages, an automated message. These healthcare workers are in the 1A category of vaccine recipients as defined by the state, which is overseeing the distribution of the vaccine. The health care department will uh, be providing vaccinations to 1A workers across the county until notified by the state to proceed to the next category. Healthcare workers not connected to a hospital provider um, are examples like um, dentists, uh, school nurses, behavioral health, uh, substance abuse providers, optometrists, and uh, physical therapists. We believe there are potentially several thousand 1A healthcare workers still to be vaccinated, and we have begun reaching out to those with whom we are not currently connected. At this time, though, no vaccines are available to the general public. Hmm. I wonder if they have to disclose that to their employer. If they're offered the vaccine and they said they decided to decline at the moment, maybe they want to look at other options. Maybe they want Moderna over Pfizer. Maybe they want Pfizer over Moderna, whatever it is, or any of the other things that might be coming up down the pipeline. Who knows? I wonder if they have to disclose that. If you're a healthcare worker and you're offered this because you're in the tier and they're reaching out to you, I'm guessing that a lot of times that the employer, if you're a healthcare provider, would be the one that would be administering it so they would know by default. But maybe if you're going to the Department of Health, then that would be the thing that you would do. And then otherwise, do they share that information or is that privileged information between you and your doctor and you don't have to disclose that? I don't know. I wonder if anything like that changes there. Uh, 314 Four three six seventy nine hundred. I'm wondering if you've already received it, or maybe you're on the list. Maybe you're waiting for your opportunity. Uh, let's go to Jimmy, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Good evening. Uh, the reason I'm not going to take the shot right now, the way I feel, is I have too many people that are my a little bit older to me that have gotten through the COVID. I really do believe there's a problem with the COVID. I think, uh, my opinion, I'm 72. And I probably qualify for the shot, but I really believe it's a bad, 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 bad flu and that people could get through it. If you got if you got uh, underlying conditions, that's a different story. I'm very fortunate in my life. I don't have that. So now the only way I'll take the shot is because I like to go on vacation overseas to Jamaica and stuff like that. And if they require that, then I guess I have to take the shot. Other than that. You let God do it. Of course, I'm not being stupid. Okay, I've been vaccinated for other things in life. When you're a kid, you get the get the booster shot, which gives you everything. But I really think that this is a bad virus, and I'm not telling people not to take the shot. I'm just saying, like I took two pneumonia shots. 
because, and I haven't gotten no pneumonia or whatever. And the only problem I got in life is I'm a smoker, which Mm. is bad for you. But other than that, as far as a human being, uh, I I believe in the hereafter, and I'm not being stupid. Now, I promise I'm not being stupid. (laughs) Uh, I really am not trying to be stupid. No, I get it. I get it. I get your saying. Yeah. No, I I understand what you're saying. Thank you, Jimmy. I, I appreciate that. It's so funny. You said stupid like eight times. You know what happens in our house when someone uses the word stupid? My six year old said, stupid is not a nice word to say. He immediately jumps in. So I had to start laughing because when I hear the word, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, is my son going to run down the stairs and tell me stupid is not a nice word to say? But I think when we talk about it, you have the tears from the government that say, here's the priority tiers. So if you're a healthcare provider or if you're working with the public, frontline worker, whatever, this is going to give you an opportunity to get the shot first. I feel like individuals also have their own tier level in their mind thinking, okay, I'm going to wait until all these other tiers get it, right? Because the I don't see myself as a priority. Even if I'm 72 and a smoker, I don't see myself as a priority. People have their own self-tier system set up. I think that's with a lot of different people. Um, so I, I understand what you're saying, Jimmy. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And that tier system in your mind, you think eventually it's going to get to me. It's just going to be a long time before it gets to me. We'll take a look at your weather coming up, and we're already talking about, because of COVID, the next stimulus package. Joe Biden wants to go big with it. What does that mean? This is Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. So what does another stimulus look like? We're just nine days away, roughly, almost eight days away. A, A week from Wednesday might be the easiest way to put it from Joe Biden being put into office. And President-elect Joe Biden said that they want to put together another large multi-trillion dollar stimulus package. Oh, boy. All right, so we just did one, and it took forever to come to an agreement, and eventually the agreement came in December, and that towards the end of the agreement, you saw Donald Trump show his support for a larger stimulus money that was be uh, that would be part of the individual payment. And for a while there, they were going back and forth for a long time. Donald Trump said he supported a larger payment. And then after they come to an agreement and the payment was 600 per person, that's when he said, I'd like to see it as high as 2000. Then they started pushing 2000. But at the same time, nothing else changed. So the way that they tried to negotiate it, it wasn't going to happen. Right. And then eventually we're at where we are now. Where we're at is a change in the Senate. So instead of there being an advantage for Republicans, it is a 50-50 split, which means that the tiebreaker would be for the Democrats. So what does that mean? Well, there's something that's brought up in the House that has a Democratic advantage, and they could push it to the Senate. Now, who decides what is going to get a vote? What will be brought to the floor? It'll be Chuck Schumer. Does he go on to see that get a vote? Then, yes, he does. So what does that mean? It means that any sort of pushback on some of these large extra trillion dollar packages and the objections that come with it will get a consideration. And in that consideration, you could find Republicans voting on it. Some of the objections Mitch McConnell put into the original stimulus, at least the one that was reproposed was that uh, Pelosi and them, they wanted to up the threshold of what the household income could be in order to get the stimulus. Before, it was right around 75 grand. So, and then after that, it tiered down. And that's kind of what they looked at for the first package that everyone uh, was, you know, oh, let's do this, we need it. And then they start doing it again and they say, okay, we're going to keep that threshold, you know, 75 and down to to 100,000. And then uh, it'll look different uh, based on what you'd be eligible for, for something like that. Now, this one, they wanted to put it, you know, couple or whatever in the $300,000 range. And you're thinking, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. So you want to give $2,000 checks per American. And then I'm sure the way that they'll try to force it is that person, right? That you don't even have to be a citizen to get it. I'm sure that's what they'll try to sneak in, but let's just say, uh, per person. And the threshold is so high. They want to put it in there. Do people have having a household income of in the 300s? Are they really and let's say even they have a job, would they would it be necessary for them to all get the stimulus? Probably not. Uh, No, I I think the merit of a stimulus package, the idea of it is that you need to help those that are struggling and you don't want to discriminate because some people may have a job, but still may be struggling based on the problems that we're seeing. They might be underemployed. They might 
be losing hours. They might not have the buying power, the availability, whatever it is. So, okay, we're not going to just give checks to people without jobs. We'll give it to everyone, thus stimulating the economy and helping businesses and doing this and doing that. Uh, okay, but then let's go back. If you're making 300 grand, <laughs> do you really need it? So that's kind of where it was at. Now, that's what I'm sure we'll get the consideration when it gets to it. Now, I know we're not there yet because we still have to see what is proposed. But on Friday, Biden said in a news conference that he wants to try to boost this again and just spend more and more trillions. Um, it's sad because if you go back and look at the debt growing, it was growing, growing, growing. And there wasn't really a sign of it lowering. Uh, even though there were some other positive economic things going on that would help the United States and at least maybe try to put a dent into this thing, they were still looking at infrastructure. And that would have been a massive check and well overdue. We still have a lot of massive debt that's out there. Then we add the coronavirus and our fight to it and more trillions of dollars that we add to our debt that we can't afford to pay off. Now we're looking at even more. This is, I mean, a huge, huge issue that we're going to be facing. And there's no way around it. So how many more times are we going to have to do this? Let's see, Joe Biden, uh, here is Joe Biden discussing another hmm, another COVID package. All right, let's play this real quick. I'm confident we can get done what we have to get done. I've been speaking with some of my, some of my uh, Republican colleagues about being able to move on the second package uh, sooner than later. But I'll be making a further presentation to you all on Thursday as exactly how, I want, how much I'm looking for and the process by which we'll move. Man, does he always sound like he's struggling to talk, like he's fighting sleepiness? He always, to me, um, even during the campaigning, he sounds tired all the time. That can't be good. Here is Pelosi uh, talking about a COVID relief package. What about the COVID relief package Yeah, that was held up for eight months? No, but that was their ob obstruction. I understand this. Well, wait. Yeah. But their obstruction. Yours too. Their obstruction. No. Yours yeah. too. Takes no, two it wasn't obstruction. You yeah, held out for eight months. No, no, we held it up because there was no, no respect for our heroes, our our state and local healthcare workers, our local performers at the Kennedy Center. There was nothing for all of our friends overseas that needed money. What about the Smithsonian? We need more museums. No respect for the museum. You know, and let me point this out real quick. It's something that she was heavily criticized for, even with people inside of her own party, because the deal that was offered to her and was on the table from Republicans was better than the deal that they passed because she held out so long she lost her negotiating power. So she made huge flaws in this negotiation process that was dragged out a long time, and it was because of her. So at least CBS was pushing her a little. Police and fire, our first responders, our sanitation, transportation, food workers, our teachers, our teachers, our teachers, they would not go down that path. There's a member of your caucus who said specifically that we look like obstructionists, and it was a mistake. But I don't remember anybody saying that, and they but, may have, and they may have. But it isn't. It, it wasn't a mistake, and I would not, and nobody expects me to, to support something that solidifies injustice in our country. Oh my goodness! So she goes back to the, it's a race or whatever it is. It, somehow it always has to circle back to that, and this is what we're going to look forward to the next four years. Oh no, <laughs> I can't handle it. I got to stop. Uh, so that's where we're at right now, and the relief package. It looks like there could be some more details later this week. 
But let's look at it this way, too. If, if you're someone that believes the relief package is priority number one, as in you really want to get more money from the government, and this is just like we they got to get right to it faster, as soon as they can, sooner than later, whatever it is, then you should probably be rooting against another impeachment trial at this point, because that's just going to hold things up for a long period of time and then push everything else back. And who knows what else could bring... Uh, bring the news cycle to its knees between now and then that would become another top priority. You never know. Anything could happen at this point. It's amazing how we've just put a backseat. COVID has now been put into the backseat of the car that we're driving in. And we've kind of forgot about it. We've told it to stop kicking our chair and it's been quiet for a little while, but it's still there. And you know, it's a problem. We have all these other things in the car right now that are every time we look in the rearview mirror, the national debt staring us right there. And you're thinking, oh, that can't be good. This is uh, uh, something that we're faced with. I really don't know how a Biden administration is going to grapple all of these issues, if they even can or will. And they have to address it head on. Are they going to be able to? I would say the thing that will probably be the equalizing factor is they're going to do everything they can to raise taxes like crazy in order to make this up. They're going to they're going to tax businesses like crazy. They're going to tax individuals like crazy. They're going to say. You guys are paying your fair share. And think of all of the economic, uh, great economic things that happened under the Trump administration. People that were business owners were looking at it and they were saying times have been great. They lowered our taxes. We're able to hire more people. We're able to expand. We're able to do all of these things. COVID comes in, makes it so difficult for them to do business because the government shuts down. And now let's say COVID finally gets under wraps. We start getting more people vaccinated. Things start to open back up. The threat of closing back down is minimized and maybe not even on the table anymore. These are all good signs. And then immediately, immediately when things start to get better, they say, oh, we're going to raise the uh, taxes for businesses. <laughs> we're going to take more breaks out. Oh, man, is, is that what's going to happen? Everything is going to just be pushed to a, a, a screeching halt. Uh, who knows? I'm going to have to get more uh, economists on so we can discuss this more. When we come back, uh, I, I do want to open up a few things. I saw this one story on CBS News that five, oh no, six inmates in California escaped jail. I don't know if you know this, but some countries in this world allows for you to try. And if you escape jail, they let you go out unpunished. Uh, that is a little concerning to me. But some of those countries actually are pretty close to us. And I'm going to tell you about them coming up after the break. And if you want to talk about stimulus or if even if you want to talk about COVID and, and, and shots and registering and all of that, feel free to at 314-436-7900. I have a couple of more clips about shots. I think Joe Biden received uh, his second shot today. So we saw some of that going on. And for the most part, it's uh, more and more people wondering what's going to happen here in the county, what's going to happen here in the city. Are we going to see more restrictions? Is it going to stem back up? It's not that we've forgotten about these things. It's Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Overnight America, moving along. And I'm looking at some of the different news stories that continue to pop up and things that are trending. So thank you for spending that time with us tonight. Anytime we get together, I, I truly do appreciate it. 314-436-7900. And Todd is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. How you doing? All right. So I, I, I know this was back in August, 
of 2020, but I tried to I tried I tried to Twitter you about this. But Shelley Winters, the actress, would have been a hundred years old back in August, and she was born in St. Louis. And oh, Earl okay. Weaver, the form, former Baltimore Oriole manager, he was he would have been ninety last year if he had lived, and he was also born in St. Louis. How about that, Shelley Winters? I do not recognize her or the work she was in. Uh, what was the was big the, movie she, she was part of? Oh, she she was in the Poseidon Adventure. She was, you know, she you know she was criticized for eating a lot, and she she had to gain the weight for the movie, and oh, never really, Yeah, and so her career yeah, I don't know ended. The backstory because, there, yeah, yeah. So she she gained a lot of weight for the movie, and after that, her career ended because she didn't look well and she didn't lose the weight, and so. By 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 doing what she was told to do, she ended her career. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I'm looking at some of the other appearances she had. She was in Roseanne for a little bit in the 90s. Um, let's see. She was a lot of these things. I just do not recognize any of it. Um, yeah, yeah but you're just imagine a little bit that. younger. Yeah, I would think that gaining weight for a job would be great. Like I would love it if my boss came to me and said, Hey, I need you to eat more and gain a lot yeah, of weight wo- and we'll pay you for it. Actress- and I think I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. But if you're an actress, it's a bad move. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you very much for the call, Todd. Good to hear from you. Yeah. If, if you're an actress, maybe, but then you can lose it. Look at all the modern day actors that go through that. Some of them starve themselves and they get like rail thin. And then some, put on a bunch of weight and then they lose it. The actors go through that transformation. There's some dietitians they work with nutritionists and then and they make it a lot easier for them. Yeah. Some of them put on a ton of weight and they say, Oh, I just ate a bunch of pancakes. And then when it was over, I stopped eating pancakes. I think that's what it was. It was it Tom Hanks when he was preparing for castaway and he had to lose a bunch of weight because he was living on the Island. And that was it. Now it's like a badge of honor. It's what they all look forward to. If a casting director went to them and said, how do you feel about gaining a bunch of weight? You'll have to lose it when it's over. They'll say, sign me up. This is what they wait. They wait for an opportunity for things like that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, uh, Ryan, I need to talk to you for a moment. Uh, Your job depends on it. I need you to eat a lot of pizza. And if you could, a bunch of White Castle sliders. And I mean, we're talking stat. Yeah, we'll pay for it all. We need you to gain like 20 pounds. And then when it's all over with, we'll get you set up with the dietitian and nutritionist. We'll have you lose all the weight. I'm thinking, sign me up. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go to Thomas, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, yes, uh, my name's Thomas Frederick. I'm 70 years old, and uh, I just received my... Uh, I'm originally from St. Louis. I received uh, my first uh, coronavirus shot today. Oh, and it's that? just uh, like getting a flu shot. Except that they um, distance themselves. I'm guessing the safety protocol is a little different than going into like a Walgreens and letting them pop you one. But tell me about the procedure. How did it go? Did you have to like book a time? Did you have to like uh, wait in a line? What was it like? I had to wait. I had to wait in line and the people from CVS gave us this shot today. Oh, so you actually did it at like a CVS. Right. Well, uh, where I live at Valley Village. Wait, how does that work? Um, be, well, how would they be able to do that? They don't have the refrigeration. So did you not receive the Pfizer? Did you receive something else? No, I received the Pfizer. What it was. Huh. How, so was there like a special truck outside and it was this was like just a specialty thing going on? 
uh, just a bunch of nurses, and they took uh, our paper uh, paperwork. We had to fill out a paperwork, uh, CVS, uh, where we live, and uh, we had to. Uh, Did you get like a CDC of, card <laughs> after that that showed you you got your uh, first yeah. one, and then yeah, okay, then you schedule a second one after that, like a month later. Yeah, about three uh, more weeks, we had to get our second one. Okay, were there a lot of people there? Uh, yes. Okay. Wow. And was it convenient? Did you, did it go as planned, or were there any problems? Uh, nobody seemed to have any problems with it. How's your arm feel? Okay, it's not sore. Oh, that's weird. I thought it would be like getting a flu oh. shot. It would just naturally be sore. Yeah, yeah, just like getting a flu shot, really. Yeah, just like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting a flu shot, it does mean you'll get sore. Now, did they tell you that next year you're going to have to do this again? Uh, no, they didn't tell us that. But uh... <clears throat> It looks like at least the Moderna one says that mm-hmm. it wears off in a year, so you have to get it again. I wonder what mm-hmm. Pfizer uh, recommends for something like that. All right, well, hey, thanks for calling in. Good to hear your experiences. Appreciate that. The CVS, I didn't realize they were doing that. I thought one of the major issues was the refrigeration of the shot. That meant that it excluded places like the corner stores because you have to be able to go into a place that could store this thing. So it makes me wonder, are these specialized type of refrigeration units like housed in the area and then very quickly they distribute it? Like they're doing multiple shipments, kind of like you see the Amazon trucks out all day delivering packages, zipping it around. Do they have like special vans that are going around and they're getting it from the 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 freezer and then they get these things distributed as fast as possible? I wonder if they're doing things like that. Well, he's over in California, so that's a different thing, too. Um, three <laughs> producer Mike messages me. Well, they do sell frozen pizzas, so they got that going on. <laughs> you imagine how deep freeze those pizzas would be. <laughs> what was the threshold? It was like negative 70 degrees. The thing has to sit in something like that a little different than buying those, uh, <laughs> than buying it over the counter with a frozen pizza, getting a cheap Tortinas or Jack's pizza. That would be at that place. Oh, just real quick, I I was watching the score, so apparently tonight was the football playoff championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. The game is now over, and spoiler alert, Alabama beat Ohio State 52-24. to I'm sure they'll talk about it on the top of the hour news here. I don't know too many people that record the college football and then, oh, you can't tell me the results. They normally watch this sort of thing live. What was I going to talk about? I already forgot. I got sidetracked. Oh, yeah. Um, six people escaped from prison in California, which is not new. Every once in a while, you hear the alerts go out. Hey, look for so-and-so. I used to uh, live in Michigan, but then we'd go to Jackson for this very famous ice cream parlor that was out there. When you're in high school, you don't mind going 45 minutes for ice cream. Why? Because it's just fun being in the car with your friends. You know, today, if the trip to go get ice cream is more than 10 minutes, I think, oh, that's too inconvenient. We'll just drive through somewhere. I'll go to Lion's Choice and get a small cone for a quarter. But, you know, you'd go that. But And when you would drive through, there's a giant prison in Jackson, Michigan. And when you would drive by it, and basically a mile before and after, there's signs all across which would say, never pick up hitchhikers here. <laughs> because in case there was a prison break, they would make sure that you were well informed that that's kind of what they would do. They try to hitch a ride right there. Never stop for an inmate. Well, I learned something. Countries like Mexico, Germany, 
in Austria have a law that if you escape prison, you cannot be punished for it. You get to get out scot-free. Isn't that something? The only thing you would actually get punished for is if you break a law while trying to escape. So escaping is not breaking the law. So if you have to break a window, you did damage to government property, you're going to get charged for that, right? Or if you uh, get out, wait a minute, you stole the clothes you were wearing, so you might get a charge for stealing clothes, unless you jump out nude or whatever. But isn't that fascinating? Some countries actually allow for you to, to give you the incentive. Hey, if you try it, it's part of your nature. We're not going to fight it. You'll get out for free, which probably leads to bribery with some of these guards turning the other way. It's Overnight America KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 